to Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm your host, Trisha Carr. Welcome to this episode. I'm excited to share some light and some love with you all. And I want to just tell you, thank you so much for being an observer of this work and contributing your light to it. Because when we observe something, we actually contribute to it. That is a quantum physics thing, y'all, and I mean it. So thank you so much. I want to remind you that if you are listening to this on a podcast feed, that you can um, actually leave a review. That would help me so much. And uh, subscribe, of course. And then, of course, if you uh, want to watch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash Trisha Carr. Like, subscribe, share, comment, and uh, I think I said all the things. You know, I have this really awesome thing coming up that I want to share with you guys. And last week, or the last episode, I should say, we I actually had on Crystalline Compton, my amazing friend. She's my BFF, and she is also a spiritual teacher, intuitive channel. And we have a six-week mediumship intensive program coming up. Uh, from the time that we broadcast this, it's going to be about probably four weeks away. So I want to invite you to go and check it out, read all about it. If you are intrigued by mediumship, and it seems really exciting to you that you would be able to connect with spirit, whether it's your own spirit guides, your ancestors, or other folks, well, then you are probably called to open that gift for yourself. So go check it out. The link is right below in the description, however you are watching this, and uh, we would love to have you. It is a, it is live. We actually um, offer it live, all of the lessons live in this program, and the coaching and everything, but you don't actually have to be present at the, you can watch the lessons and replay as long as you keep up but it's super exciting I'm so excited about that and then also I have my twice monthly um, mediumship intuitive mediumship development class where we practice and which you don't have to practice if that's not where you are yet and we also just get together I do an induction so we actually have a meditation a guided practice together and um, I teach a lesson. So the next one is coming up on a Tuesday evening. Sometimes they're on Sunday afternoon, sometimes on a weekday evening. I mix it up a little bit according to my availability and also to mix it up for everyone else's availability. And you can join either in person in Burbank or online, providing that there are spaces available. And so go check it out. Again, the link is below. The next one is about raising your vibration. Oh, my goodness. That is, that is just the work. And what is raising your vibration? And this is going to segue into what I want to talk to you guys about today. Raising your vibration. So vibration is actually the knowing sense, the being sense, even more than knowing, but the being sense. Vibration is the sum total of all of your mind power and all of your emotional um, intelligence and power. Not, I shouldn't say intelligence, actually. Your emotional state, uh, the entire state. So, and this is what actually you are being in the experience. So it is your electromagnetic field. It is your aura. And it is, it is both what you feel out into the universe and what you receive by that feeling state and then what you are sending in the electric sense by placing your order. You know, you can't have a thought without a feeling. Now, you can feel something deep in your subconscious or unconscious and not recognize a conscious thought about it when sometimes it does bubble up and sometimes it doesn't. And what your vibration is, is the sum total of that. And it is what is outpictured into your life and the, the total experience. Everything in your experience is a mirror of what your vibration is, your inner vibration. Everything is energy. 
And so everything is the is energy actually is informing what eventually becomes matter. It is what creates matter. It matters. <laughs> my friend, my friend has a podcast called Energy Matters, and it's kind of like uh, double or triple entendre. Energy becomes matter, becomes the things. It is what manifests, and so your vibration is the being state, and it's important to to be on that. And it is a really powerful practice, you know, being concerned with your state because it is empowering. It is. It is you coming sovereign and becoming the master. Our life seems to be a perpetual journey of becoming the master because we come into this world so fragile and needing others to be our master in order to stay physically alive. And then the mental and emotional body underdeveloped maps a lot of that to the vibration that you're developing. Did you know that the sum total of our mind... This is from Theory of Mind by Dr. Kappas. I'm in, uh, studying Kappasinian hypnosis right now. The, in, the subconscious mind is actually 88% of your mind power. Conscious is only 12%, 88%. And so raising your vibration is essentially allowing what is in that subconscious mind to integrate into the conscious and vice versa. Because we have a conscious decision that I want to change this habit or I want this to be in my life and I want to have this experience and yet we aren't actually out picturing it. It is not showing up in the life. And that is because there is an, a, a veritable sea of other vibra- vibratory known messages being held within the subconscious mind that are defining what is actually being outpictured or working against the thing that might be in the conscious mind. And so, and like I say, vice versa, what's in the subconscious mind, there's also so much gold there because it is the spiritual mind, it is the intuitive space or the imaginal space as well, which I'm going to be talking about in this episode. And so there is so much gold that we have put away, so much of what was called fantasy and imagination as a child, and we were asked to put that away and focus on 2 plus 2 and 5 times 5 in the box, the classroom with the air conditioner and the fluorescent lighting, and don't go outside and play for eight hours. And so, again, in order to stay alive, we had to abide by that, and so we placed the master outside of us. But when we became adults, it was now, and actually even before we were according to the different culture or society that you may live in, before you become an adult, it's really around the time of probably between ages 12 and 14 where you start to need to take your mastery over. Start to, for one example of what happens, is we start to see our parents as flawed. And I know teenagers are good at that. I remember being really, really good at that. <laughs> and, and that's kind of the job is to see them as flawed and allow them to be human so that you can no longer see them as gods so that you can allow yourself to be the master and find within you the god essence, really. And so as children, we were told to put away the imaginings. But in truth, it's still there. It's still in the subconscious mind. We just hid it from ourselves because we were believing our masters that if we were to, we believed that if we disobeyed the master, parents, caregivers, teachers, whomever it may be, or even our peers and siblings, that we would be cut off from the tribe and we would not be able to survive. And so this brings me to the topic today, and that is the third eye. 
And you will hear in spiritual seeking communities, my third eye is closed. I want to open my third eye. How do I open my third eye? Is my third eye open? All of this about opening or closing of the third eye. And it it tends to sort of take on this conversation of grasping and reaching and coveting and self-blaming and self-ridicule sometimes, not always. And it's... It really, there's, I think, a lot of misconception about that when we start saying something like a closed third eye. So I'll talk a little bit in case you are brand new and you're just kind of a new seeker. Third eye, the third eye chakra is what we're talking about here. The third eye chakra, you know, the chakras, this, this, a chakra is actually, uh, the word chakra, I think it's Sanskrit, as I recall, and it means wheel. And it, it basically, we have personal the personal chakras are the ones you we talk about most, the seven that are the major ones oriented to the physical body. And they are energy centers and en- managers of energy. Um, they are seen and experienced as spinning, and that's why it's called wheel and, you know, the word chakra meaning wheel. Often people liken them to a lotus flower. So if it were sitting in your body, it would be a lotus flower sitting on the bottom of the bud, you know, and like a fan then spinning. And the, but they're much more dynamic in that that is just sort of metaphors or or ways that we can organize the information so we can understand them. And what are they what are the chakras actually managing if they're managing energy? Well, they are managing the 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 dimensionality of each of us, you know. We are multidimensional. Dimension meaning different experiences, different places, different perspectives. And this universe is multi-omni-dimensional. So these energy centers, you can kind of think of them as freeways, you know. If you, if you think of how a freeway manages these cars to move from this place to that place in a way that is organized and with intention. And, you know, they're not – we don't usually see them as lines, but, you know, we do see them as just Essentially, the the um, the, the um, image or the sacred geometry torus is what the entire human or electromagnetic field of a being is, and the chakras look very much like that from certain perspectives as well. So, a torus is a vortex going in, and a vortex on the other side, a double vortex. All right, so the shot. This is what the chakras are, and like I say, they they um, manage the different kinds of energy, they actually communicate with the requisite, or not the requisite, the, rep, the um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Respective <laughs> dimension of the universe. So you, in the first dimension, you are giving and receiving energy there, and so on and so forth. One way that is really good to kind of get a grasp for some folks is if you think of Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs or self-realization. I'm sure Kirk can look that up. Um, Abram Maslow. And that actually kind of looks a lot like the needs of the of the chakras or the the, uh, the 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 concerns of the chakras. So on the lower chakra, whereas the uh, the root chakra, as we call it, that would be about survival going full all the way up. And then in the heart chakra, that's obviously love heart there's no accident there that that language that we use about the heart even though it is a physical organ it is organic and it is intuitive that we select the language that we do it is natural and going up further so we have our third eye and that energy center is seated right in the middle of our head it tends to be identified as being in the center of the brow but back 
and it is connected to the gland of the, the pineal gland, also the um, hypothalamus, and what is the other gland I'm thinking of? The one that is, oh, I forget right now. So I think it also starts, oh, pituitary. That's the one I'm thinking of, the pituitary gland. And so it actually is, each of the chakras, the major ones, they are, they are um, related to a particular organ, and it, but especially the, the, all of the organs are related to, they tend to be, they are, they are glands of some kind. So that is how it relates to the physical body. And the pineal gland is actually a physical eye. It has a lens. It has rods and cones, just like our eyes do, even though it's in the middle of our head. So it does see, but in a different way. Now, here's the thing with the third eye. People get it all conflated and think that the third eye is some kind of magical movie projector that some people have and some people don't, or it's turned on or it's turned off. And it's all mixed up with the concept of clairvoyance, which it does manage and it does, you know, function in, and that, and they give it such strict definitions in their understanding of it because they observe someone else expressing themselves as it concerns how they visualize, imagine, or are, you know, describing their experiences that happen in their imaginal experience. And they think that somehow they are broken because they don't have the same experience as someone else. And the belief when someone says that their third eye is closed or that they can't visualize, and again, it does much more than just visualize, that is just a way that it is referred out as an inner seeing. The, the belief is that it's somehow something more tangible than it is. And now, so let me just digress a little bit and talk a little bit more about imagery or imagining. So we were told as kids to stop imagining things, and that's just your imagination. And fantasy is something that essentially is equated with being untrue or not real. And the thing is that you can't actually imagine a non-reality. And that's a, actually a quote from Bashar, as channeled by Daryl Anka. And, and how that is true, you can't, ima- you can't imagine a non-reality is because as you imagine it, you create it in the mental and thought space, in the energetic space, and then it has a reality that may not be mattered yet. It may not have become more dense as an event or as a physical object, but it still is a thing. Is still is energy that has been smushed together, not really created as much as it has been. It has been defined, and therefore energy has been attracted to it, and now it has become that form. So, the thing is, there is the reason that we want to look at it as the imaginal plane, and we want to redeem the word imagination, because there is in the space where we are having our creativity, our learning even, is the imaginal plane. Nothing can become something unless it first exists in your imaginal plane. So here, right in there, in imagination or imaginal, hear the word image, which is the same thing as visual or visualization or very, it's a simile, right? It's very close, or I should say, it's a synonym, I should say, to visualizing or visualization. And So people who believe that they don't visualize are being a bit strict in their definition. So let us go ahead and redeem the word imagine or imagination because the imaginal plane, the imaginal realm, is the causal plane. And so we want to become 
comfortable as masters in this realm. And so as it concerns what happens in the imaginal plane and when we are imagining or imaging, there is so much more that that third eye or, or what can happen in the imaginal plane, there's so much more to it than what we translate into Claire vision, the inner vision. Imagery or imagining can be inner seeing, inner hearing, sensing or having the feeling of. It can be knowing. And we actually have different clairs that we orient to those. We say claircognizance when you just suddenly know something as an inspiration or as an alignment. And then it is just there in your space. Well, it is now you have actually aligned with it and you found resonance with a, a higher concept or a new concept. And now it inhabits your vibration and it is a being. It's a knowing which becomes a being when it is fully accepted. And so I'm just going to go ahead and say it big fat like this. There's no such thing as a closed third eye. There is no such thing as a closed third eye. And I want to say for some of the others in the audience, there is no such thing as not being able to visualize. You just have a, a definition that is not quite in, um, in a, enough allowance for what visualization or imagery actually is. So let me tell you that there is a distinction between creating entirely the imagery or creating the imaginatory experience entirely on your own from the from what is already the known inside of you and there is also something as obviously anxiety and, and fear where we have negative imagining and then there's a distinction between you creating that and co-creating with the universe and co-creating is actually necessary in order for things to happen because this is an ecosystem. This is one energy. And so for anything to actually occur, there has to be cooperative com components. If no, For no other reason, there has to be all of the physical elements, right? You can't have a car unless it's, you have cooperation with all of the physical elements. You can't have a job unless someone, you know, creates the people who facilitate it or maybe the building or whatever. <laughs> so... The, there is a distinction, though, so I want you to know that if so, if I don't, I want people to hear that if you are in your imaginal realm and you begin to create something that is not oriented to love, that that doesn't mean that it's going to happen to someone, and it doesn't mean that it is something that is aligned with love necessarily. You see. Now, when we begin to co-create with love, then that's how things start to unfold a lot easier or co-create with that one energy. But in order to be in alignment and in the co-creator position, to be able to work with spirit or work with the universe for manifestation or creating your life to be that master, is that you have to actually agree with your energy as a creator first. You have to agree with yourself as masterful enough to be able to co-create with the masterful universe. So when folks say, I can't visualize, here's the difference. Here's what's going on. I'll tell you this. They, on all of my experience, when I've asked them about it, they have heard someone else describe their visualizations and they are making assumptions about what that person has experienced. And they think that it's supposed to be some kind of 
move, like I say, almost like a movie. A lot of the time, it's like a movie screen, or they think it's something that is involuntary that it that they that just happens to them, and then it's just so vivid, just the same as if you are watching a movie screen. But here's what it is: it's really everyone does dream, and everyone has had dreams that they remember. Everyone must dream in order for you to survive. You actually need to dream even more than you need a certain amount of sleep. You may not remember your dreams. That's a whole different episode. But you do dream, and when you remember a dream and then you speak it out to someone else or you journal about it, that's exactly the same thing. So to anyone who's ever said, I don't visualize, have you had a dream and have you recorded that dream in a journal or have you spoken it out to someone else? And when you do that, when you are expressing that dream, more details start to fill in, right? The more the things that you didn't even remember, you remember to whiff of the dream. I had this weird dream, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, you were like Abraham Lincoln. Well, you actually, you were Abraham Lincoln, but then you also just, you turned into George Washington. It was really interesting, but you were wearing overalls. Oh, I just realized. And then you're wearing lederhosen, too. That's really strange, actually. And, and then, then we all went, oh, we went to the carnival together. Then it starts to unfold as you start to pay attention to it, you see? That's exactly what the people who are... You know, talking about their visualizations, that's what they're doing. They had a sense of it. Maybe they had pictures in their mind's eye or knowing. It doesn't really matter. But then they, they, as they were expressing it, that's when it really started to articulate in a way that is, you know, a story. It was a story already, but when you begin to put words to it, it just has a different kind of density to it. It becomes more formed in this 3D reality with the words. Before that, it was just like like dreams are. It was a timeless mush of energy, and it didn't have linear form as much. Maybe, but not, and not until you actually started to pay attention to it and organize it as a story, which often comes by words, or sometimes it comes by you know, journaling or just sitting and consciously thinking about what happened in the dream or in the imagery experience. And so the reason that some people may think, I don't visualize, or I, I, I would like for you, I, I digress. The reason that they would think that it usually depends on your, your um, suggestibility, which also means how you learn. And then it also kind of depends on how you actually express yourself or your way of being. And it may not be exactly the same as another person who has one imagery visualization experience and they're bah, 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 telling the whole story. And for you, it seems like, you know, I don't think I saw anything. I was sitting there the whole time and nothing happened. Well, what you, you just have a different way of moving into the energy and that's okay. And perhaps some of the, it's not a one size fits all universe if you're following someone else's guided meditation or imagery. But what I want to tell you is that that in order for you to begin that visualization process, you actually want to start your own imagery. And that could, again, be by knowing, sensing, just um, you know, allowing yourself to kind of have a recall of whatever it is that is being offered. And you could do this yourself or with a guide track in order to practice this. And how do you do this yourself? You could write yourself a story and then tell it to yourself with focus recalling and giving yourself space to have the experience of whatever the imagery is so you can you can even use the language for yourself that you are imagining or pretending 
Pretending is also something we were told to stop doing when we were kids, right? Pretending is right along the lines of spending time in the causal plane or the imaginal plane or the imaginal realm. We want to be able to be masters in that causal plane because it is how the effects occur. So be in that space. And if it helps you to pretend that you can see the path before you, you have a knowing of a path before you, that there could be one, then that in of itself, of you giving yourself permission to create the imagery or be in the imagery, will then give way when you're focused and you are relaxed, that will give way to the co-creation. And then things start to just take fold. And, and you, then you'll realize when you're in that experience that you are seeing things that you didn't imagine or feeling or sensing or knowing or inner hearing what you wouldn't have created only on your own. So there is no such thing as a closed third eye. Another reason I can tell you there's no such thing as a closed third eye is because that's how we learn by imaging. And I, again, allow image, imaging or imagining to include knowing, sensing, creating in the mind, having a sense of that's how we learn. It's not possible. It is the plane of learning, knowing, being and causation, the place where in, in the inner world. And we spend far too little time as a society in our inner world. This is why I talk about meditation. Really and truly, meditation or self-hypnosis is the way that we can be master of our inner being or have have a relationship with it. And to be able to consciously create, to allow the subconscious and the intuitive to integrate into the conscious and the being of every 3D day. This is what we need to do. Now, I'll tell you, as I've already intimated, that comparison is, it's just not helpful. Comparison is what will veritably block you. And I don't even like to use the word block. But when you compare yourself to other, you look at someone else's thing. Now, you can be happy for someone else. And, you know, but when you get into the space of comparing yourself and saying they do this and I don't do that, well, then you have actually become a very powerful manifester because you affect not being able to do the thing because you just you agreed to it you asked for it and energy does not does not act you know in discernment for you you are the one who gets to discern for yourself it means that you're looking outside for validation and that again is not being the master then i'll say it again in order to be a co-creator you must first activate your own creative energy first your creator small c energy first that is the only way you could be in a co-creative relationship. Otherwise, the universe would be, you know, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> An enabler? No. Um, what's the word? I'm like? Dysfunctional. You know what I mean? Like always like um, codependent. That's the word I'm looking for. The universe. We don't want a codependent universe. <laughs> we want a co-creative universe. So we we what actually the way that we can move into more of our spiritual experiencing, expressing whatever it is that you want to feel that, you know, expansion in the magic of your life as a spiritual seeker. What you experience is 100% built upon what you allow. What you experience is 100% built upon what you believe you can experience. Even if it's just the edge of belief about it, that can give way to you actually having the experience So if you, this is how literal energy is, if you say, I cannot visualize, 
I cannot experience that. Someone else experiences things better than I do. Then that is what will be granted to you. That is you saying no to the experience. So another thing you can do in your spiritual expansion is just to start releasing your beliefs. I would say change them, but go ahead and release them. Become very malleable in that. The only thing that you need to hold on to is the truth of your inner being, the love, the perfection that you are in your purity, in, in the potential of who you are. The potential is the eternal nature of who you are. That's all you really need in your life. That is the only thing that actually creates your life is that pure potential. And that doesn't have any details. That is unconditional. That is the unconditional experience of you. And so you don't really need conditions. We do have them. It's impossible to not have beliefs. They are the things that the ego creates in order for us to feel safe. But if we can, again, stand neutral to those beliefs and observe them, then we become that master. We stand in the position of the observer. So start to shift your beliefs about it. If, if you want to have a new experience, a new kind of expression of your spiritual life or something awesome in your, in, your, in your life, you know what I mean? Like if it's a new job, lover, whatever the things are that we all, you know, we want in our life, then just start to shift your beliefs about them. And here's one, here's one little tip, you know, as an affirmation is that you can start saying to yourself, I'm the kind of person who, fill in the blank, I'm the kind of person who has an awesome partner. I'm the kind of person who has an exciting job, an exciting career. I'm the kind of person who, and that's a a kind of step, I'm the kind of person who can see spirit. (laughs) I'm the kind of person who can connect with their spirit guides or who can see amazing things in the spirit realm if that's what it is that you choose i'm the kind of person who can manifest her reality in a second i'm the kind of person who takes responsibility and also who surrenders to the universe i'm the kind of person who co-creates with the universe i'm that kind of person so that's a little bit of a tip of how you can start to shift your beliefs so I really would invite you to stop comparing yourself to others if that's what you do in any way. And I would invite you to stop saying I can't and start saying I am more or I'm the kind of person who. I'm going to tap in just for one moment and see if there is any channeled information that might want to come through as it concerns this information. And the energy comes through from the one who is called Metatron. This is the archangelic energy. And we come to you as a we because there is no singular in the higher realms. And so we say to you that you are all called to open your understanding of the inner realms, of the higher realms and the inner realms. These are the planes that you do create from. And we say that you as a creator are good. Inside you is goodness, and outside of you is goodness as well. And so we invite you to just regard these elements of your experience. We invite you to go into the depths of your heart, this beautiful oracle, the alchemizer of your experience, and to feel the purity of your essence. And this will be your guide. This will allow you to come into that masterful position of which you speak. 
We invite you to be the master and to put down the past toiling of being a victim, of being the assistant, of being the junior. This does not make you an arrogant one as you were also cautioned against as you were coming up and you were not knowing which way to turn or how to keep you safe. We declare that if you are listening to this, that you must be of the age of understanding. And understanding is a position of being able to be in the fullness of your creator being, to be able to be in the full surrender and the full responsibility. And so we invite you to take an exercise in this moment and to feel deeply into your own heart. And let us all synchronize our breaths. If you are operating machinery, you can do this as long as you stay present. And if you are moving in any other way where you can actually take a moment, we invite you to have a seat and to really treat yourself in your own energy. And now allow us to lead breathing in a synchronized event. And with your agreement, you may now allow more love and light to pour into you and through you, through the center of your heart, and allow this to outpicture into your reality. And we thank you. Amen. All right, so a little bit from Archangel Metatron energies. And so I just want to tell you that I do really very much appreciate I appreciate you so much, and and with that, I, I send the energy of appreciation and prayer to the different areas of your life where you are asking, and as you come into resonance with your inner being, which is resonance with the universe, this is how, when you ask, it will be answered, and so I invite you in to the beauty that you hold within you, even deeper, even deeper now. Each and every one of us can go even deeper each and every day, each and every moment, So thank you so much for joining me today. And I'll be back next time in the next episode. We have a lot of exciting guests for coming up. Thank you for listening to Charmed Life. I would love it if you would share. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.